Welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. Elijah Rising is an organization empowering women recovering from sexual exploitation. This episode is going to help you become more aware about the issue of sex trafficking and inspire you to take action. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Adam, and today I am joined once again by Melody Jacobs. Melody is the Office and Intervention Administrator for Elijah Rising. Melody, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me again. Happy to have you back on, because today what we want to discuss is intervention strategies and challenges. Elijah Rising is committed to kind of four key pillars uh, to combat trafficking, prayer, awareness, intervention and restoration. And so Melody uh, has really come into her own in the role of leading our intervention strategies and uh, has something to say about the challenges that are related to that. And so that's what we're talking about today. Uh, So Melody, let's just begin with an update, shall we? Okay. Uh, Let's just talk about the status of Elijah Rising intervention. What's going on? Are they happening? Obviously, coronavirus kind of shut them down for a while. Um, So what's up? How's it going? What's going on? So we are doing interventions. Um, We are moving at a slower pace in build-out again. Um, Sure. Just because we want to keep... Um, the ladies we encounter safe, yeah. and we want to also keep our volunteers safe. So we're we're not in a rush. We want to do this with excellence. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we are slowly building out interventions. Okay, yeah. And so, uh, so what else is happening in terms of that that build out that you're talking about, and just taking the opportunities uh, to revitalize that, and um, and kind of what's the goal there? So we have taken this time and we're really excited because we are wanting to build and and launch this new platform of training. Yeah. You know, we we have had training in the past that begins right it, sure. as soon as you're at that intervention, we have that bit of training and then yeah. there's definitely the hands-on training. But we we really have noticed that there is a need and a want mm. for more training before you even step foot oh. at an intervention. Yeah, yeah. And so we've taken this opportunity and that God has given us to um, build an orientation, an overview, so like a volunteer can sign up for that first and yeah. and and be at that meeting, meet us. We get to meet you and then starts the journey of the volunteer training into the various lanes that Elijah Risen has for volunteers. So you would be able to be a part of an orientation meeting, a volunteer orientation meeting. And then from there, you could find one of the areas, say like you want to volunteer with our interventions then you would have a, a training track yeah. that you can follow yeah, yeah. Um, and, and learn more about the, very, the different kinds of interventions that we do. 
you could um, maybe have a heart to volunteer with our restorative care program. Okay. And so there's uh, training for that. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe you want to be a volunteer who helps us with general duties and and general services, yeah. um, like setting up a computer lab or yeah. like yeah. stuffing a million envelopes. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> it's, it's a huge need. Yeah, and, for sure. That volunteer is just as important as the intervention volunteer. Absolutely. So we want to be able to equip and empower people with a more in-depth awareness of of who we are and what we do and also um, train them and let them know exactly what they're stepping into in that lane of intervention. We want to be able to partner with you in finding that perfect volunteer lane for you. Yeah. Yeah. So what I kind of hear you saying is like, we're, we're really creating a new way to engage volunteers, um, not just for intervention because intervention is so volunteer Mm -hmm. heavy, right? I mean, the majority of the work that we do in terms of outreach is really volunteers. Mm -hmm. It's it's not even the staff so much. Uh, but what you're saying is like, we're, we're kind of creating a, I don't know what the right word is. I want to say pipeline, but like like a, an on ramp for volunteers across the organization, not just not just intervention. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, so in terms of intervention specifically, kind of turning the corner back to just intervention, um, what does it what's it look like? Like, how can people participate in this weekly outreach to those who are currently exploring experiencing exploitation? Like, help me. Like, kind of start from the very beginning. How can somebody sign up, and then uh, you know what's next? What does it What does it look like? So, what the volunteer is going to want to do is, if you say you have a passion and you want to get involved with Elijah Rising, you're going to go to our website and okay. go to our volunteer slash intervention page and okay. sign up for that first overview orientation. Yeah. After that, then you're going to. Um, be placed on the intervention training tracks. Okay, yeah. So, as opposed to like a restorative care uh, training track or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, say I have a passion. I've I've sat in the orientation meeting, and man, when they spoke about the mm. strip club intervention, my heart burned for those ladies. Right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign up, and I'm going to do the training modules that Elijah Risen has that equips me with. Um, uh, etiquette, intervention etiquette, yeah, and, yeah. So and what important. it looks like to to be a part of a strip club intervention team. Hmm. So after you go through those training modules, then we actually put you, place you into one of those teams. Maybe it's the spring intervention strip club team yeah. or the Baytown intervention strip club team. We'll try to place people in their community because what sure. our goal is is to get to give you the tools to reach your community yeah. with awareness and resources and cover it in prayer. Yeah. You know, this is really to empower people to stand up and, and be the voice that these ladies um, do not have because it's been stolen from them. Yeah. You know, so so then so that volunteer is connected with that team and maybe once a month. Um, they meet at the intervention site. Yeah, which is often at churches or, you know. Yep, yeah, churches yeah. Um, here at the main office. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a team here at the main office, so yeah. in various places. And um, you'll you'll meet up with your team, you'll pray, and then you will go out with your team leaders as a group into 
different places into different strip clubs, giving out resources, talking to the ladies, praying with them, yeah. and and starting to really build that relationship with uh, women who are encountering this trauma yeah. in your community. Yeah. So tell us about the teams. So you've mentioned strip club. What are the what are the other teams? What does that mean? So we we have. Um, illicit massage business intervention teams, and we call them IMB teams. And these are teams that go to massage businesses that we suspect uh, have women that are being trafficked. We try to build relationships with them. We bring resources. um, We pray with them. And we, we go in. We have a couple of routes. We try not to hit the same place, um, like too many times sure. in, in a row. So there is some strategy behind that, and I won't get into the weeds of that. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you go and you build relationships. We have the Cantina Intervention Team um, that goes into um, cantinas that we know women are being yeah. uh, trafficked out of. We have street teams. Yep. There are areas in Houston, um, for example, Bissonette is called the Track. There are multiple areas in Houston that women are being prostituted. So we have teams that are um, targeting those areas and are there building relationships with those women. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the questions we get kind of often is, um, is how do you know where these places are? Right. Uh, I'm often asked, wow, you, you go out, like you, you, you meet them where they are. Like, how do you know they're there? So you organize teams of volunteers literally every week to go to hundreds of different locations. How do you know where you're going? Sure, that's a great question. And it's a valid question, yeah. too, because are we doing this in vain? Are we spinning our wheels? No, we are not. Mm. So um, we have received our research, our information from local survivors, yeah. from other organizations that we partner with, from government agencies that we have relationship with, um, and also... Uh, from my own research. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there are ways, and I won't get into too much of the details, that I can research uh, places and know that this these type of things are happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like on the street, you can go out there and just sit you in your see, car, and yeah. you will see that it is happening. Yeah. So we, we um, do our very best to research any place that we are bringing a, a volunteer team. Sure. You know, um, two, because of safety, mm-hmm. we, we want our volunteers to be safe. Yeah. Um, we want to move with excellence in where we go and who we speak with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important, right? I mean, cause that is a question we get often too, is like, Hey, you know, we know you do intervention, but like, that seems crazy and that seems unsafe, you know, but the truth is, I mean, I've been around this, I've been doing this work for a decade. Right. And so it's like, I've been on more interventions than I can possibly count. Uh, not so much these days, but in those early days. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not that it's like, uh, 
a hundred percent safe, but like where else in your life are you ever even a hundred percent safe? Right. You know what I mean? Like there is, there is a level of risk in anything that you choose to do with your time. Um, but it is, you know, just back to your point, like it is a priority of Elijah rising that like safety is an utmost priority, uh, not just for our staff, but really for those volunteers. And I think most importantly for those that we're actually going to serve, we don't want to put them in jeopardy or put them at risk in any way either. Uh, which goes back to the training of all of our volunteers, right? That's why you have to know what you're doing before you go. Um, Okay, so then... One of the things I'm interested to hear you talk about is the that kind of that strategy piece again, that approach. So are there different approaches to reaching people in those different uh, type typologies as a term that we're using a lot these days, those different types of trafficking, the IMB, the cantina, the strip club, the street. Are there different approaches? Yes and no. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> This is a question I've never asked Melody before, so I'm really interested in to hear like what you think. So um, yes, in the fact that we always approach people with the love of Jesus. Yeah, okay, so that's the same. That, that <laughs> is across the boards right. with no judgment and yeah. love. If I have a, uh, a woman who's being trafficked, a buyer or a pimp in front of me, right. then I am going to speak to them with truth and love. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. If right. you have judgments, if you struggle, then um, sign up for our intercessory prayer team because prayer, first and foremost, will ring out any judgments or, yeah. <laughs> or issues you might have. <laughs> well said. <laughs> you know. So, and and that's okay. It's normal. It's human. There's sure. there's no judgment on our part, mm. um, but it is something that you have to choose. Mm. Like we choose to go in love. So every place, every person, yeah. we are choosing to say, you know what, we love you despite past, despite what you're doing. Yeah. You know, we believe that everyone. Um, has an opportunity to make a better choice. Well, I mean, every one of those people, whether it's buyer, trafficker, you know, victim of those traffickers, they are each and every one made in the image of God. Absolutely. Each and every one deserving of dignity, love, and respect. Even though they might be a person committing a heinous injustice in that moment, we, we have this opportunity to be not, you know, to, I was going to use kind of an overused phrase, but like the hands and feet of Jesus in those people's lives in that moment, right? We do. And so that has to be the priority, right? Absolutely. Um, so I kind of got us off a little bit. So <laughs> approaches to different locations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so the note part is, is yeah, that yeah. it doesn't look the same. Like mm. um, I cannot, we have some interventions that like our street interventions that happen every single Friday. Right. Um, we can be out there and it does not matter. I don't, care if I'm messing up the pimp's business yeah, right. <laughs> in that sense, you know? Right. But there are businesses that, um, that at a front as a business mm. that we do have to be mindful of yeah. that. Um, if I say I go into an IMB, yeah. um, every single week, my picture's probably going to be on the front door, like, don't let them in. Right, <laughs> right. So, so we do need to be wise. Mm. And even on the street, let me let me backtrack, because I do want to um, clarify, even yeah. on the street, like, if there is a lady that we are encountering and she cannot, cannot talk to us, mm. we never stop her. 
We never sure. hold, try to hold on to her in, sure. in conversation. We are very, very mindful because I might make myself feel amazing mm. because I got to have this long conversation, but she probably will pay the price for that con- long conversation right. later. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in the terms of we can be out there on location every Friday, yes, um, that looks different. But um, when we're going to businesses, we are mindful and we try to just keep that to like once a month. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that people ask me a lot, Melody, is, um, and so somebody just asked me this the other day, it was, how do you know what to say? And so I wonder, like, if you think about, you know, whether it is that scenario, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night out on the street, or it's, you know, standing in a loud cantina, right, with just blaring music and people dancing everywhere, right? Or, you know, fill in the blank of one of these locations. How do you know what to say to this woman that's standing in front of you? What do you do in that scenario? So I always like to um, explain it to people and bring it kind of back to earth. (laughs) Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) Like, um, what would you say to someone that maybe you're sitting across from a table having Mm. a cup of coffee? Yeah. What would you say to someone who maybe you walked by in the grocery store and they're having a hard time? You can see that maybe they can't reach the top shelf. Yeah. Can I get that for you? Do you need some help? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yes, realistically, the environment is something that most volunteers are not acclimated to and have, it's not somewhere they visit on a weekly basis. And I, and I understand that. Sure. But if you can choose to like, you know what, this is, this person is just like me. Mm -hmm. You know, they've had, um, some decisions possibly made for them that led them to this place and it's 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 sad yeah and that could be me yeah so you you speak to them like you would speak to anyone else yeah who you were trying to encourage and trying to um build relationship with yeah yeah we're gonna take a break in the podcast but when we come back i want us to talk about intervention sites that's some language that we use frequently here. Um, I want to talk about what that looks like. And uh, so stick with us. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Take a second and think about how many subscription services you have. Netflix, Hulu, Spotify. If you're like me, you have more than you actually use. That money just disappears out of your bank account, or maybe you don't even use the product anymore. So why not donate that same amount of money to Elijah Rising and know that every dollar you spend directly serves those who are overcoming sex trafficking. We invite you to join The Rise. The Rise is a dedicated community of recurring donors who give strategically to fund the work of ending sex trafficking. Join our community of more than 200 members who have decided to rise up. $10 a month can provide services for women seeking to exit exploitation. $40 a month can provide job training and employment for an overcomer of trafficking. Donate online via credit card, debit, ACH, or Apple and Google Pay at ElijahRising.org slash rise. Hey, welcome back. Uh, so Melody, let's talk about what an intervention site is. I think, uh, you know, as I said before the break, like that's that's language we use a lot here, but uh, it just kind of struck me the other day, like maybe nobody knows what the heck that means. Uh, so Melody, what is an intervention site for Elijah Rising? 
Okay, so I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so basically an intervention site is a location where our teams can come together and meet, Yeah. start the meeting, go over intervention etiquette. Maybe someone new is joining that particular team. Yeah. Um, so they go over that intervention etiquette. Maybe there's questions that need to be answered. Then there's a time of prayer. Mm. All of our interventions sites start with a time of prayer, Yeah. which we is huge. It's important. Sure. Um, so then from that point, Say if it's like um, a street intervention, there's a little place where you got they can pray and then they come out and set up the table mm. out on the sidewalk or by the sidewalk. Um, if it's an intervention site where it's located at a church and there's teams that are going out to IMBs, teams that are going out to strip clubs, or maybe a team is hitting hotel awareness, mm. which is one I actually didn't mention that's earlier. right that's another team yeah <laughs> that's, another that's good team. that's good yeah um so they have a place a meeting place uh people pick hey i can drive the team jumps in that car and they go and visit the pre-designated sites right right and then at the end of the night they come back everybody collects testimonies are told um, we gather the notes yeah. and we pray out. Yeah, yeah. And everybody goes home. So that's yeah. an intervention site. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's it's the um, it's the rally point, right? I mean, it's it's like where you do the briefing, you know, so to speak, before you. It's like the strategy of the strategy before you go out. So um, so okay. So like let's let's say hypothetically somebody is watching me right now, watching you speak right now, or listening to us in their car, and they're thinking, well, maybe I want to do that. So what does it look like to launch an intervention site? What would that mean? Do we just get to pick that? Do or is it is that like an Elijah Rising thing? Or are we waiting for people, for churches, for community groups to come to us and say, hey, we volunteer, like let us go? What is, what does it look like? So becoming launching an intervention site, becoming a site leader, that is a person who is mm. literally overseeing that intervention site and yeah. overseeing the teams that go out, um, looks like a whole lot of passion. Okay. A whole lot of excellence and a whole lot of diligence. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. A lot of, yeah, yeah. A lot. But um, you really have to have a passion for it because mm. you are overseeing and leading this and yeah. um, it is vitally important. So for our site leaders, um, who that's what you would be called if you said, hey, I have this church. Yeah. I have this, um, this group of people who are passionate and we want to start an intervention site. I would say that is wonderful. Um, if you haven't already been a volunteer <laughs> with us, right. we ask that you come partner with us yeah. for at least six months. See how other intervention sites do it. Yeah. Step into that team leader place where you're, you're trained and you've gone a couple of times and now you feel confident enough to lead a team. And then when you have that experience, when, when you see that, okay, this is something that I can say yes to on a monthly basis. Right. Or even on a weekly to make basis. a commitment, right? Exactly. Yeah. Then um, we will say we will support you, help um, launch the site, materials, um, help with research, yeah, help with training, uh, whatever it is that we can do to facilitate 
you to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. You really get kind of the weight of like all of the Elijah rising thing that we are, you know, the leadership, the, I mean, even personal relationship with you and with our, with our staff and all the resources that we kind of have at our disposal. We kind of give that to you, right? I mean, you know, if you're launching a site, yes, including print materials, resources, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a commitment though. It is. And we have like right now we have site leaders that are just incredible, amazing incredible people. people. And we know you listen and watch <laughs> and we thank you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely love yeah. our site leaders. Couldn't do it without them. Not at all. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Yeah. Um, but that, that's another thing too, is that we want people who want to take ownership. Yeah, yeah. Like our site leaders take ownership of their locations and their interventions, and they stay in contact with their team leaders. Yeah. Um, so we're we're just there to say, like, we, we want to partner with you and be that, that place of support. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, because it's taking ownership of your own. It's not just like mm, leading volunteers and doing good work, but it's really like owning your own neighborhood in a way, right? Yes. It's like it's like that next level of saying, "Yeah, not in my city," you know, and just and and you take ownership of your space. Um, so let's kind of shift the conversation. Okay. Let's start talking about challenges because we, we kind of walked through the strategies. Um, so I want to talk about challenges. So what are the, I want to do it in two ways, okay? I want to first talk about challenge, the challenges we face in intervention and as it relates to reaching those who are experiencing exploitation. And then I want to come back around and talk about challenges to mobilizing an entire city of people to do the work, right? So let's start, let's start with reaching those who are being exploited. What are the challenges that you're seeing on the street and in these locations these days? The the top challenge is building trust. Oh, okay. And that yeah. is across the boards. Yeah. Um, so you you're you're trying to reach someone who has just been traumatized. Sure. Who has been let down and deceived multiple multiple times, probably from even childhood. Yeah. And so it is definitely a hurdle that um, is not for the faint of heart. Mm. Like you really have to have that second. I always I like to call it the second mile character mm. within you. Like you have to be able to walk the second mile with people. That's so good. You you um you can't look at people as as projects. Right. That's just as bad as looking at them as objects. Yeah, that's you true. Know, that's so this true. This is a person. This is um a potential relationship in your life for life. Mm. So that is the the hurdle and those who look at people as people and have the heart for them, I have seen them run past the second mile. Yeah, yeah. Well said. <laughs> our, our intervention coordinator, Bob. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's far surpassed yeah. <laughs> the second we mile. We can't count the uh, the number of miles Bob has run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so to have that kind of heart, you yeah. know, is, is key to the intervention volunteer. Yeah. And, so and we have seen success. We have seen, um, we have testimony upon testimony of it taking time, but that trust, that bridge of trust being built. Yeah. So it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I know just from, you know, keeping up with you, with the work that you're doing, like there are some women that you're going to reach out to speak with three, four, five, six, 
untold number of times. And it's all worth it, right? Absolutely. I mean, and, and building that trust. And I've heard you say, even on this podcast before, like it's about relationship. It's about trust. It's about that love that they know without a shadow of a doubt that when they see Melody on the street or walk through the front door um, or Bob or wh- whoever, whoever the volunteer is, that there is no, there's no shadow of doubt that that is a trustworthy person mm-hmm. who's, who sees them, hears them, and loves them and has resource for them, right? I mean, that's the goal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and maybe we kind of already jumped into the second part of that question, but like, so what are the greatest challenges to mobilizing people to join intervention teams? So I would say um, commitment and uh, faithfulness Mm. to staying and being in that place of the second mile. You know, um, not too long ago, we had a lady who was a pimp and she was speaking to another lady who was being prostituted and we were speaking to that lady as well. And um, the pimp said, hey, uh, you can't trust those church people. Mm. They can't help you. They couldn't help me. They can't help you. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. And it's just, it broke my heart because it's like, I'm not, and I'm not even mad, like not even mad by that. Sure. But it, it makes me sit back and start to think like, okay, what church people let her down? Yeah. Yeah. Who walked away from her? You know, who who saw her as that project and then gave up because there wasn't a fast change? Or maybe they helped her and then they saw her again on the street, which does happen. That does happen. You know, so, um, hmm. so we really want, the, and that too, going back to the training, we really want to um, train our volunteers, not in just like, hey, pray with your eyes open. Yeah, right. Stay two by two. The, right, the, <laughs> the very basics. you safe, yeah. but also... Like this is the heart condition that you you need to constantly be in a place of prayer about yeah. and allowing the Lord to refine yeah. in you because it is always a maturing. You're always going to mature in that. Melody, thanks so much for your work um, and thanks for taking the time to share with us today. But before we go, is there anything that we missed and how can people find out more and even join the uh, an intervention team? Sure. So our greatest need right now is for site leaders and team leaders. Okay. So if, if like we talked about, if you're watching this and you're like, man, I would love to do launch an intervention site, please reach out. Um, yeah. Reach out to me. And also maybe, maybe you were like one of those constantly signing up for interventions pre-COVID yeah. people that yeah. we absolutely love. And you want to level up. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, and become a team leader. Yeah, we want you back. We want uh, you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, one team leader can oversee six new intervention volunteers. Yeah. And so our need there is is pretty great. Mm. We we need those seasoned volunteers from uh pre-COVID time to to step into that place of leadership. Yeah. Uh if you are interested, if maybe you haven't volunteered before and, and you want to begin this this journey of intervention, I say go to the website, mm. go to that intervention slash volunteer page, sign up, and we will start you on that track. Yep. 
So those are the ways. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at admin at ElijahRisen.org. Yeah. And the website, you know it. You've heard it a million times. ElijahRisen.org. Melody is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at ElijahRisen.org. We, we really do want you back. If you were formerly volunteering with us pre-COVID, uh, and if you're interested in trying it for the first time, this is the person you'll be working with. Uh, hopefully you have come come to know and love her the way that we have. Uh, and so let us know and, and, uh, and, and join us. Join us. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Elijah Rising Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. If you were inspired by this content today, please share, rate, and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation at ElijahRising.org donate. Your support helps us continue the vital mission to combat sex trafficking. Until next time.